Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gaming Tadpole, starring me and now Carl. This oh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, give give this man some respect. Carl came in here to save the day from a show that was otherwise not going to happen, and I was good. I just started this thing of you know what? I'm going to have a gaming podcast. I'm going to have it weekly, and the first problem that happened with my last guest, uh, Patrick, he is awesome, but uh, his job is overloading him. Cause it's not like, you know, his job is overloading him or anything, but what I'm trying to say is we all know what's happening out there, and it's affecting everything, so that that's what's going on with him. He, uh, he said he will be back next week. So hopefully that is the case. But then I had another guy named Brett, and he was like, "You want? We'll do this." Uh, and then right at the day of recording, he's like, "No, I got a, I got a big meeting because we got a lot of heavy things going on." So then I, for a while, I was like, "Oh no, geez!" And I, I was, I looked at Carl and like, "Please, Carl, are you gonna, are you, are you gonna be here for me?" Oh no, because I I was I was thinking, all right, what if I do if I don't have a co-host? Like I don't think this will be as entertaining doing it by myself. That's why I stopped doing sing like you know one man army recordings. I I, I just for this point on have co-hosts because it's really great to do, just have a conversation with somebody and work uh work work a little banter off but without someone there then i was like oh crud okay then what would i do but thankfully carl came to save the day uh carl how are you doing over there i'm doing fantastic all the way uh here in hawaii um it's nice and sunny. yeah that's right we live in we live in separate parts of the world so you're in hawaii I li- yes. i'm in texas yes. uh it's in the afternoon here gonna be evening in a couple of hours and for you it's, it hasn't even hit the afternoon oh hold on a second it just hit Did the my... afternoon actually oh it just hit the afternoon yeah, okay so happy noon. afternoon yeah thank you very much you know it's uh yeah it's, so it's, uh, pretty much locked down everywhere you go i can't go to a mcdonald's or a coffee bean or any place like that without wearing a mask and hard to breathe but you know you, you make do in the situation that you can and you know i'm juggling my kids schoolwork, you know household chores and my school my school work as well as regular job which is you know being an indie dev so it's it's uh it's 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 quite the hustle okay that's uh all right hold on a second what is going on with this okay sorry about that i had to check my uh audacity to make sure it was recording everything so i was that was another thing right before we were recording for a second i thought my computer froze on me but thankfully no hopefully that doesn't happen in the middle of the show but uh yeah i'm i'm kind of curious to know what you know what the situation is like over there since a lot of people know about Texas. Texas is screwing up the most out of all of the U.S. Uh, I mean, we just had the governor reopen the U.S. Uh, I mean, reopen Texas already, and uh, there's already like skyrocketing cases of uh, COVID. You know, pe- more people are getting sick, and now there's even a deadlier strand that can affect kids going out there. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm settled in here, uh, not going out there, and just doing the most I can, and that's kind of the most I can say about it. Yeah, so what do we have on the show today? Well, on today's show, we got Streets of Rage 4 that came out, I believe, yeah, next, last week, so I played through it, I actually played through it in co-op, uh, and uh, I will have thoughts on that. 
And then a indie game that, uh, speaking of indie devs, so you're an indie dev, and I review a lot of indie games, so we got one coming up uh, this Friday, Cloud-Based Prime, and uh, I'll have uh, you know my thoughts on that. It comes out on the Switch and I think PC in a couple days, so there's that. And uh, in addition to those, we've got some news stories for the week, which are just two main news stories. And one of them is that two game developer, two big game studios are saying, hey, you know what? I know we haven't shown anything about our game, but Trust Us is coming out this year, uh, despite what's gone on the pandemic and people working at home. No, it's still coming this year. Two big franchises. Well, excuse me, I just ate dinner before I uh, started this recording. Two big franchises uh, that are uh, release a new game later this year, no matter what. We'll talk about what they are and whether or not you know we should believe. I mean, I wouldn't say whether or not we should believe that. Just gen- general, gen, uh, dang it, gen- general thoughts on those things, along with uh, the Last of Us Two which uh, just got its trailer just after leaks, just after lots of reports going on about behind the scenes and everything. So we'll talk about that. And that will be all on the show today. So some good stuff going on. And uh, I don't have anything else to really uh, plug in. I I guess just uh, this Friday will be the... No, this Saturday will be the Pond Theater. Uh, which will be... No, the Variety Pond. Sorry, I'm getting things mixed up here. I Sorry. Next main show, the Variety Pond, on Saturday, we will be talking about uh, James Bond films, uh, specifically the Pierce Bronson saga. We'll also be talking about the Star Wars, Clone Wars Season 7, and a little bit of Fraggle Rock Returns, or Rack On. And actually, yeah, that's on Saturday. And before that, I'm actually going to be doing another gaming recording, so even though Brett's not available today, he, uh, we kind of talked about it and he's like, you want, we could do a show on Friday. So I might be doing two of these. Well, I, I don't know if I should say two of these a week again. I don't know the schedule for everybody else. So, uh, but for now, that's going to be something really interesting uh, and uh, like a subject's pending, of course. But... Well, yeah, let's just go cool. on and yeah, it does. That I like to keep. I like to keep a schedule of the things I'm recording, and I because this is pretty much what I'm doing a lot. So yeah, uh, why don't we just go on, go ahead and uh, get into the show? Unless there's anything else you would like to add about I don't know what's going on with you or your game or you know Hawaii. Do you have any stories? Oh, no. I mean, there's an interesting fact about me. I have never seen a James Bond film. So, you know, I recently bought uh, From Russia with Love and Spectre. So I did that mainly because I wanted to get a huge compare and contrast um, sort of situation before I go full force in buying all the films. So actually curious. Spectre is the worst introduction. Don't even. Oh, no, I'm going to go Russia with Love first, because to me, from what I understand, based on what my mom and my grandparents used to say is Sean Connery was best james bond so i'm i wanted to make sure i started with what they always told me was the best story they 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 always said dr no but from russia with love um resonate with i always go with first first entity and then the last entity. so you know for me personally i'm looking forward to watching them but you know i i never really see um daniel craig as james bond he doesn't strike me as somebody who you know would necessarily have that swagger that john connery or J- or pierce brosnan 
had. I mean, I've I've played Goldeneye, so that's the only reason why I know him as James Bond. Well, I with Daniel Craig, I like that he did bring a different direction because I I will bring my. So I'm gonna review the. Uh, we're gonna talk about Goldeneye. Tomorrow never dies. The world is not nothing. Uh, die another day, and uh, I actually totally get the direction of. Daniel Craig at the beginning with uh you know James Bond and I I think it, it is actually an excellent you know new interpretation uh I mean just given how Pierce Bronson ended with right. his uh yeah so I mean yeah I get he's different he's not uh you know he, he does he's not full of swagger but I think that kind of makes him a little more grounded compared to the yeah he's some he's, of the other he's ones a lot more rugged you know it, from what I can see but Spectre is where they said, you know what? Why don't we just why don't we just do hey the old James Bond and the new James Bond and that that did not work out. No, I, does, there are some I people who love that movie. Yeah. It's no, I I saw the movie on the big screen and I, I was flabbergasted. It is is horrible. Uh, so is Live and Love Die. I'm just gonna say right away. Uh, so Pierce Bronson is not a uh, at least in my opinion he's not a uh, you know a flawless Bond either. Uh, but he will, well, I mean, they, they still got no time to die coming out. You, whenever is safe to put it out anyway, uh, it was supposed to come out in April, but they delay it to Thanksgiving and Makes sense. Who, knows? who knows if this is going to be, who knows if this is going to be, you know, done or better by then. We, I mean, there's, there's more, there's more news pointing at the negative than the positive, but we'll. I mean, only time will tell with all that. But anyway, actually, the interesting thing is From Russia With Love actually had a video game tie-in. The, yeah, there's uh, From Russia With Love on the PlayStation 2, so there's, right. and the there's Game that. Cube, and the GameCube as well. Yeah. I actually never had the pleasure of playing that, although I have seen footage, and it looks great. I have to uh, you know, take a look at the internet and see what it has to offer me in the guard. Yeah, so uh, why don't we get into the show, starting with Streets of Rage 4. Now, now, have you, uh, uh, Carl? You've been in the arcades back in back in the old days. Oh yeah, absolutely. I used to live in the arcades. I played um, everything from Legends of Wrestle, well, not Legends of WrestleMania, WrestleFest, um, you know, Street Fighter, um, Ninja Turtles, Girls in Time, mostly on the 1989 arcade game, and you know, um, Final Fight. And- Simpsons. I mean, you just the list goes on and on and on. And you know, I've I have played Streets of Rage one through three. I even have it on the Switch. You know, that little cartridge that has you know all fifty Sega Genesis games on it and whatnot. And I've, I've played four. Okay, so you you even know about the new one uh, that which they uh, they uh, released trailers for early on, and then it finally came out uh, at the end of April. Uh, literally on the last day and streets of rage yeah i've i've played uh the original streets of rage on the arcade not i i mean i was born midway through the 90s but there was still there was still old arcade cabinets hanging around different places i don't know if it was dave and busters or it was somewhere else but uh yeah they'd have yeah final fight uh there would be some other arcade there'd be that alien or a versus predator arcade oh yeah or, that's right that, that was a good one. yeah 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 uh x-men that's another one uh x-men and uh 
yeah, some other th- some other uh, beat 'em ups, side scrolling beat 'em ups. Which this is a return. The the fourth one is a return to form of that type of game where you know you go through level to level. There's twelve in uh, Streets of Rage four, and you are pretty much going being the crud out. Quite a variety of enemies going on screen. Uh, a lot of chaos going on. Uh, you know, you can throw things at people. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can throw enemies uh punch kick uh all the all sorts of pretty much this is authentically like the arcade except with the lavish art style of uh kind of somewhat making it look like an anime a bit uh, it's it's yeah. the, the art style is definitely uh Got that kind of a graphic comic, model, you know, cell shaded comic book look. I actually dig it, to be honest with you. The only thing I don't like about the game is how the characters walk really, you know. So that was something we noticed. I wasn't bothered by it so much because there, there are enemies like coming at you like so much. There's, there's hardly a time where you're just walking and nothing's going on. In fact, I don't think that even happens. Like, you you just move to the next... The, just scroll to the right and more enemies show up. Oh, I, uh, I, I mean, there's... Playing with uh, Floyd by yourself. And I, I, there's, there's a few moments where you're like, you know, three to five seconds walking by. And, or, you know, for example, you're playing with Floyd and you're punching a guy on the left and there's a guy approaching you from behind. Yeah, you got the shoulder button to... Do that little, you know, back fist and knock the guy out or whatever. But, you know, so he's so slow that you only have a window, a small window of opportunity to make that connection. Otherwise, you're going to get attacked. But it's, it's, I feel like the, the game could be patched to speed things up just within the fraction second for the most part. All right. Or add a dash mechanic to I, some yeah. of the characters. Yeah, I, I guess I don't, I don't see it, but I, I mean, I, I, it, it, I mean, Maybe they will, but I I did not find the game to be slow. In fact, it is is very fast. In fact, uh, I would even say short. We beat we beat the game in I think an hour or so because there was like twelve levels and yeah. half of them are like not lengthy at all. Uh, now you could easily beat the game in about an hour or two. Yeah, we I mean we beat it in a couple of hours because uh, uh, we played it on the normal difficulty and it. it the Streets of Rage for kind of is to throw back to that those old school beat 'em ups, side scrolling beat 'em ups, even to the point of you know how challenging they were, uh, very difficult, especially when you don't even have a block button. Uh, your block button is basically jumping or uh, you know rolling away or maybe just countering the the attack but there's no there's no black button and later on you just get overwhelmed with enemies on screen uh, or even just within probably halfway through I would say yeah and to be and, honest with 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 the length it takes you game um, I've gotten to the last level and I just refuse to get it right now uh, mainly because I spent 20 something dollars on it and I feel like if I'm gonna beat the game in an hour or less, then it's not worth twenty four dollars. I mean, let let let, let me. So actually, uh, let me kind of counter that. Uh, I I didn't think it was. I thought my money was well spent. The twenty five dollars. Now I I played it with my little brother and we played through the story together. And after that, uh, and throughout the so throughout the story, uh, which the story isn't really too much. It's just hey you want. Uh, Guy, muscular guys are going through the streets 
and <laughs> yeah. beating up, you know, beating up some evil corporations. Uh, it's not a much of a story-driven game. No, in fact, the, the 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 narrative is pretty much presented in just stilted images, and that's pretty much the most you get out of a story. Which they're cool to look at. I mean, right. again, the the art direction in this game is amazing, but it's yeah it's it's if you're talking about you know characters uh i mean lloyd is the big muscular uh guy with uh robot arms and uh, axel's from mortal Kombat. yeah axel is the the main character and who's got moves similar to ryu but i i mean the uh streets of rage kind of came out around street fighter and then there was certain characters like poison that Went from street uh, or Streets of Rage to Street Fighter, so you kind of see uh, the influence right. those franchises had on each other. Oh, and, absolutely, uh, 100%. Yeah, and uh, there are some other characters too. In fact, there is one, uh, and the name is blanking on me, but she's actually the one character who ru- has a run dash uh, move, and she has like a little guitar, uh, and... Um, I, I Because my brother played, him a lo- played her a lot, because uh, she's... I mean, each one of the characters, they're all balanced to their own uh, moves. And I, oh, I guess yeah. that's why you say, like, Lloyd is slow, because he is he does pack a punch. He can basically lift two guys up and smack them together. So, yeah, for that, I wanted to use him because he um, he just resembles, you know, one of my favorite Mortal Kombat characters. I thought it was a really interesting take. Um, ah, but as, as, as far as this game being worth $24, I think the only way you get your money's worth is playing with, you know, somebody. But for me personally, um, I've, I've played it by myself and I don't, I don't see the appeal outside of the nostalgia factor. The, the nostalgia factor with Streets of Rage 4 wears off extremely quickly. Like I would say, you know, around stage six or seven is when it starts to wear out. Unless you're changing characters. And you can't really change characters with all but four characters in the beginning. So, you know, you have to play the game multiple times to unlock different characters. You have to find well, things in the stages too, and it's a little monotonous. So I'll I'll say is that through the one one playthrough we had, the the one playthrough we did unlock two characters. And uh that's the thing is you do you start out with four and uh you unlocked actually there's a total of uh, I believe I believe there's a total of 11 characters because there's one hidden uh, character who is from the previous uh, series. And then you unlock uh, the other, you unlock like retro uh, versions of uh, familiar Streets of Ra- uh, Streets of Rage characters. But when you right. uh, play as them, their, their movesets and everything are very different from... Uh, the original. That's one. the stuff I like. That that's the stuff I would I would like to see. Like, why can't these characters just be unlocked from the beginning? Um, I understand you're trying to increase the play value of a game that's probably you know less than an hour long if you speed run through. Yeah, no, I I don't think it's a bad game. I just think the price is. You know, I I, I have to disagree with you on a lot of things. Like, I I had fun with this game throughout, and again, nostalgia is not my thing. I'll I'll tell you one thing, nostalgia. I really do not <laughs> nostalgia. I, I will I will say there are things that don't hold up to me, uh, and uh, I, I the the one thing I, I really don't enjoy is just something for the sake of nostalgia. 
I, I just found the combat to be really fun. I just, uh, even though the game was hard, like, we just had that motivation, like, man, we got this. We got this. And after I beat it with my little yeah. brother, I was like, you want, I want to play this again on a harder difficulty see where I go. And I did. I played this on harder and uh, hardest. And uh, I also uh, tried the uh, battle mode, which, I mean, it's I just like a little... The, the battle mode, it's... A, it's it's pretty much really a side thing to the main uh, campaign because uh, I mean pretty much the battle mode is just a light version of uh, Street Fighter uh, two because really? the battle mode is pretty much uh, two players uh, fighting each other kind of again in a in a just in a sort of a one on one arena and. Uh, which is cool, but I I think like the 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 main campaign that's that's kind of more in, uh, enthralling for me. And playing it on the Switch. Yeah, playing on the Switch. That is the thing because uh, you know my little brother owns a Switch too, so he brings his uh, Pro controller, and we just kind of play through. Uh, Maybe we should play that a little bit. Maybe that might change my mind a little bit. Know, as far as playing the game on it well yeah, that's the thing is I don't my enjoyment of a game's is not by how long it is it's really just by you know how good of that time is that i have with it uh you know what when you say when you say it like that yes i agree because honestly there are games that there, there was a time where um really long time ago i was really good at resident zero at one point and um there was a um there was a moment where i got the um Whole 45 Magnum and the 50 Cal, and I gave them, I gave one to Rebecca Chambers and one to Billy Cohen. And, you know, in that game, the Magnum, no matter which version of the Magnum you have um, and what character you're using it with, you can one-shot everything. I ran through the game in about 36 minutes, and I still found enjoyment with that. And um, Like, the difference for me is if you're a short game, but throughout that game you're trying to build up to something big, only to just end. Now that's something where I'm like, okay, I'm not with that. But if, you know, if you got a full campaign that goes from beginning to end and does what needs to do, then I'm like, you know what, that is fine, because, yeah... $25 $25 but uh the 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 art uh style and everything like it's is a very I mean they probably spend quite a few quite a bit of money on it like it I don't oh there's no uh, question about it yeah, yeah. like uh and uh it, the, it's pretty much when it when it boils down to it's just the the combat and it, it, I mean, yeah, you could say a lot of references to the original one, but really the gameplay is what got me in because there's not a lot of games like Streets of Rage uh, for out today. Uh, and oh, that's true. There, I mean, you know, every now and then there'll be an indie developer coming up with a you know a a beat 'em up like like some of those old classics, but Streets of Rage Four just kind of takes that and you know even though it plays yeah it does play like the you know the original ones they they've added uh a lot of interesting things with the the combat and uh just uh you know of timing the enemy's moves because that's that becomes part of the strategy is like uh even though there's no black button there's these little light ups and signals where you can See, okay, this enemy's about yeah. to do this thing, uh, and yeah, there's, there's really no need for a block button, to be honest. When you got you know a counter button, 
and you have characters that have different abilities that either dictate how long an encounter would take. Like for example, Floyd, you know, all the basic enemies, I could blink, they're done, you know? And even with some of the bosses, their health meter goes down faster. Yeah, and the the and the just each level is just filled with really awesome set pieces, and the all the bosses they have their own little weak spots yet to, uh, you know, uh, figure out and uh, plan ahead. It's it's a game that I I really just had a great time with, and uh, I I would play it again uh, throughout. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I got so many games to cover, but uh, it's a game I would still think about and go back to because uh, it, it gave me an experience that I have not had really from a lot of these games and uh, are coming out, and it's uh, yeah, it just does what everything or what it does really amazing. I mean, if I will have to have any th- complaints, I mean, yeah, the story I I would have liked for them to you know have the use the animation they have in the opening cutscene and just have that be the story uh, scenes you know i i mean what i like a great story of course i mean is that the focus of the game of course it's not so it's not a big deal for me and uh i'll also say is that there's not a whole lot of there's not a lot of online matches uh, i would go in and try to play an online game and there would still be people playing but there it wouldn't be all these matches there would just be like maybe two or three or one uh so i, I don't know how many people are playing streets of rage for but i i mean i i am recommended just a full recommend stamp to me uh and yeah i mean you know when when it all comes down to it would i recommend it to anybody yes i would uh mainly because if you know i don't know how old you are but i'm an old man i'm about 38 years and i no matter how short a game was back then in the arcade as far as brawlers and go because you can run through all of them in an hour really um i would recommend it uh mainly because there isn't anything on the market right now that even close to that old school feel so i would recommend it just based on that i mean i will say the one thing i enjoy about the game absolutely. oh the music definitely not yeah not music not. is amazing yeah i mean if anything else it's just a fun party game because that's the thing oh, is yeah. you can you can not just have one other player you can have two other people and that, that's the only thing we haven't done is get a like a full three-player game but it's just you know grabbing friends together and just being the snot out of things uh especially on the harder difficulties where things get really crazy that just yeah. almost, that that's almost like hey you want, want to dare to do this and i i we we broke we sweated we we just produced so much sweat in our chairs just trying to beat that <laughs> final level that when it did yeah. we we're like yes we did it oh my gosh and the fact that it, it ended with us <laughs> okay so i like that first you're like man this game is such a disappointment man i'm mad and then at the end of it you're like oh you know what maybe i should give it a second chance it's, it's so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I... I'm not gonna lie i did double dip because limited run is 
having a physical game. I went ahead and just bought the classic edition just so I can have the fourth one physical along trilogy. Comes with a uh, really cool Sega Genesis shell case. All right, nostalgia right there. Got you know I'm not. No, that's fine. The, 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 the time nostalgia only really gets to me is when there's a Mega Man game. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter which you know what character. I, I so I would say is there's nothing wrong with having even a little bit of nostalgia. Like hey, you want know game. Things that you grew up with that you want to experience. I mean, I still, I still even occasionally talk about old, uh, old game releases just to say, hey, here's this classic. Does it hold up today and all that? Because I'm even doing one uh, next week with uh, a uh, Scooby Doo game because the the Scoob movie releases uh, Friday. So I'm, I'm right, doing, right. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's, I think there's nothing wrong with the old uh, school and all that, but and I'm, for me, it's like say say with Star Wars is like pretty much the the entire movie is hey remember the original trilogy and there's nothing going on or the I mean at least in my opinion there are people who love those movies so I I, I we could get in I, I could get into be I absolutely love sequel trilogy. But I compare it to other films, Saga, um, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. So it's kind of like you gotta leave the trilogy dark corner. And when you want to watch it, you can go back to it. But me, every time I watch one of those movies, I either gotta put on The Clone Wars or I gotta watch Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith, to me, is my all-time favorite Star Wars movie. I mean, because it's, it's the most violent, it has the best lightsaber duels, and it has the most cheesy dialogue of any series. So you know that. That's did you see the? Know. Did you see the holiday special? No, I did not. <laughs> okay, then you should I'm probably see the holiday special. That. I should see that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk about the cheesiest di- dialogue in the Star Wars movie? That that's. Uh, and the the, the uh, holiday special is canon because uh, the Mandalorian is pretty it? much. Yeah, the Mandalorian pretty much opens up talking about light day and. All that sort of thing. So the yeah, the, it's. I was wondering what that was when I saw the Mandalorian because they 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 bring up Light Day and all right, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. You can. I mean, you can watch it for free on YouTube because I mean, Disney likes to Disney likes to try to hide that and say that that doesn't exist, but it does. So yep. anyway, Disney likes to do a lot of stupid things. Um, but that's a discussion for another time. No, yeah, this is about video games, not movies. So anyway, yep. now my my ratings for games go for recommended, good, de- um, enjoyable, and disappointment. Uh, what would you give Streets of Rage for? What would I give Streets of Rage for? I would give it a foil. You know, okay. In, 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 okay. In spite of what I think, you know, I, I've I've only played with Floyd and dabbled with the one character that you know resembles a Street Fighter character. So I mean, there are other characters out there, and until I you know experience it for myself, I gotta think of it in terms of the broad spectrum. Of, so you know, do I think other people would enjoy this game? Absolutely, one hundred. Am I enjoying it? Yes, but not as much as Tom is. Okay. Well, uh, there you have it. I thought it, the game was incredible, and uh, Carl does not. So, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> there you go. Well, now now we're talking about a game that is isn't coming out until Friday. So I you could I think the retail price for it, not the retail price. What I'm talking about the digital price for it is ten bucks. Uh, so it's not a uh, it's either ten or fifteen. I would have to go back to it later, but it's it's not a relatively expensive game. And uh, what we're talking about is Cloud-Based Prime from the Indie Bros. Well, actually, the Indie Bros is the uh, po- or the 
it, uh, the indie game firm that sent me a review key of it so just a little shout out to them and this game it's kind of it's got an interesting high concept it's a uh, first person platformer slash shooter now what i mean by that is uh every level you're in a uh, sort of a a, a grid plane and uh, each uh, like octagonal space you can uh, so your right arm uh, is basically uh, raising or lowering terrain which you can uh, basically swap and click on just clicking the right stick and uh, if you raise the train and then it's underneath you you ba- it basically lifts you up and bounces you so it's kind of like giving you a little momentum uh being up in the air because uh pretty much the goal is to checking it out now it looks really good honestly it's got a interesting polygonal uh, art style and uh the the only thing is yeah i i see why they went with that because the developer who made this uh they they do not have a lot of money I uh, I mean the the UI is just basically text and there are some animations they're very it, it's very very low budget and that's something oh, you I can definitely see that but I mean you know as far as the polish goes I mean everything looks really smooth um you do have that um you do have that blocky feel to it but I think the blocky look actually adds to the game's overall charm and uh, well that that's some of the screenshots and it looks great that that's the thing is uh yeah even though it's a low budget and that is something to keep in mind uh the they do work around that budget and uh, it is consistently running smooth at 60 frames per second and uh, yeah it, it it definitely has some charm because for one thing all the characters in the the story they're just laid back and chill uh you know they they all have weird uh robotic voices or weird robotic pitches uh you just right. you know the main character is like oh it's cool it's cool i'm 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 flying and and uh there's stuff happening there's people shooting at me but it's all cool i got it cool 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 uh everybody's yep. everybody's very relaxed uh and some of the some of the uh little mini bots have little meme faces uh they have that little happy face uh high, high pitch they're a fixer bot that, yeah. so the, what is the goal here what is the story here well you play as a uh a uh, robot who has no idea what is going on and uh he uh well, there there is a plot twist happening revolving around this particular uh, subject, which that is the disappearance of the human races or the human race. So it's Prime City uh, is just this futuristic city, uh, you know, this futuristic place of uh, again this whole grid that the humans left behind. Supposedly, again, there's a twist. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, sure. but they, uh, you're just kind of there and the, all the robots, they turn evil because there's this virus that is widespread and is just corrupting, uh, little drones. And, uh, you're just kind of, you're there to, uh, just save all these fixer bots, which are the little square bots that are super happy. Yeah, and when you rescue them, they're always making a joke. 
And that's the thing, is the game does have a sense of humor, uh, again, with its laid-back attitude. So it's not, it's also something that's not completely take itself seriously. There, there are some funny jokes in this, uh, I mean, not all of it is funny, but when it hits, it hits. And... It actually looks like it could be adapted for VR. That's that's the thing is I'm I'm not sure if this was meant to be VR. It may have. It's just that on Switch, Switch doesn't have a quote unquote VR headset. So basically, all the VR games, all the VR games that go on to Switch, they're basically you can play them without a uh, you can play them without a Switch. Now, for all I know, this could be a VR game. So again. This is going by the Switch port of the, the of uh, uh, cloud-based Prime, and because it is on PC as well, so that's another thing. Uh, no, with that question in mind, because you're probably asking, okay, so this was meant to be a VR, then, well, it, it's on Switch, so how does it play without uh, the? does it play well knowing that you don't have a vr headset and it does uh they you, i mean they, they do have something uh you can use the gyro uh, look which that's a feature of the switch is the gyro look which uh is used in some games have it some don't and uh cloud base does which is really great if you have trouble precision aiming and you want to use the gyro aim so you want to kind of tilt your controller around and uh it's it's a great feature that this game has and uh which you know for those people who need it or you could turn it off again this is optional but yeah, i tend to not use gyro controls or motion controls unless it's cooking mama I, I was one of the few people who got a physical copy of cooking mama before they pulled it off yeah, I was I was hearing stories about that, and I had no idea it released. Yeah, um, the it's a whole big legal thing, and I, technically, the people who have physical copies should not have those copies. But you know, as far as um, cloud-based gaming is concerned, I mean, I would I would be willing to give them a shot. Um, you know, but there's so many games out there. I gotta wait at least for a sale, even if it is nine dollars. Well, so this is where I'll get into things. And uh, yep. when it, when Cloud-Based Prime started, it actually did not start too exciting because uh, you just had you just had the regular blaster, and uh, you know the 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 novelty of uh, going up on the train. It's it's fine, but the combat against what are pretty much. Uh, kind of minecraft enemies they're just uh drones that jump and they shoot at you but uh you know in the couple hits they're down so you're just kind of and they're and the the enemies are spread out too so you're just kind of jumping and jumping and jumping and then okay there's some enemies but as soon as you get past that i would say towards the end of the first world and then Pretty much from that point on, that's when they just throw so much at you. There, there are uh, hawks that turn into spider drones that fire missiles, and uh, they're yeah, like they get super creative with the enemy types. There's like mini uh, miniature drones, uh, like 
uh, the, uh, they'll overwhelm you with just how many uh, there are, even though you can hit, pretty much destroy them one hit. And uh, there are some other enemies too. There are turrets, of course. And it's, and it's uh, like from the beginning, you're just like, okay, so... It, not, nothing's too exciting. Uh, some of the jokes are also not working at that point. Uh, they get better as they go. It, it's pretty much as yeah. as if the beginning was nothing but a tutorial, as in, you know, we're not really going to pull all of our punches just yet. And then once you get to that second world, uh, that's when things get crazy. Uh, the plot gets crazy. You meet this... Uh, the, one of your allies is this giant, almost like radio static uh, robot that's kind of like a gorilla, and it's it's. It, I mean, some of these things they don't really explain, but it's it's just that this game is so weird. You just go with it because uh, it's pretty much all about just saving mankind or preserving mankind because uh, of all the corruption that's going on. There's even a villain in this game. Uh, I mean, the, the antagonist, of course, is the virus, but you actually do get to meet the villain. He comes out of nowhere, and it is... It, and it, it, it just... It's, it, I jumped when that happened. That's very interesting. Yeah, and he's just as chill. Pretty much every character in this game is chill, but the especially the villain. I like the way he just... I mean, I'm not going to go into details of what he does, because then that goes into the spoiler. But when he shows up, he's like, Hey, man, you know, it's cool out here. Thanks for coming and letting me kill you. So, uh, yeah. Hi. Uh, so, it's, it's, it's interesting where things turn. And, uh, you know, soon you get other abilities, like uh, you get to have homing uh blasters uh you get to cast fire and ice which both of them actually uh produce like certain types of damage and then you even get a grappling hook which can actually pretty much excel you to different places that much faster than just simply jumping and by the end you just have so much thrown at you there there's an there's an abundance amount of missiles uh, it, it does get irritating because it's like, okay, the biggest thing the game throws at you as challenge is just how many more missiles it'll throw at you uh, or uh, launch at you because most of the enemy types, even though there's you get different enemies later on, a lot of them are throwing homing projectiles at you that you have to either I dodge or destroy. This actually looks really good. Honestly. Yeah, it like so it's really challenging too. No, it is really challenging. Like by the end, I, I, I mean, I, I'm still having stuck uh, trouble getting through the final boss, but that's pretty much it outside of that. And there's some other things. So even though, so there's like six worlds, uh, and each of them have base. They they have three three main levels. But some of those levels even have secondary uh, stages, which are either, you know, you have a score attack, which is uh, kind of like a horde mode, or there's this uh, mini game where you have to guide uh, a bunch of robot bunnies to overthrowing a, uh, a uh, corrupted tower. And it's kind of got a little light strategy, or I, I would say like strategy, base defense strategy to it. Uh, and, and mostly of you just directing the bunnies to the path they need to go. Uh, and while, you know, destroying all these uh, 
corrupted robots are trying to kill the bunnies so yeah it's a it's a really silly game that's got got some got some fun humor to it now and some of the jokes do get repetitive but uh towards the end i was like okay i the the music gets yeah the music gets great uh but like later on like again just just as the rest of the game the first two levels it's like okay nothing great has gone on but it, it kind of shows its true colors uh when he gets to those next uh, levels now that's not to say that uh you know the ui uh being the fact that this was made on a severely low budget uh it's not all that exciting and yeah i mean as much as it is challenging to have th- so many missiles thrown at you uh I, I feel like there was more you could do with the corrupted robots besides just throw a homing projectile. And uh, that's just kind of... It gets re- repetitive after a bit of, you know, what the what type of uh, enemies you'll face. Now, the boss fights, uh, they're the most interesting as far as, like, each of them having their own weak spots... Some of them having to do with using the train abilities, and some of them having to use it with different weapon types. But as far as what they throw at you, again, it's just homing, homing projectiles, and which is, I mean, it again, it's, I mean, I'm still at the edge of my feet because you have you have homing missiles coming at you while you're trying to kill this uh, or take down the uh, boss. But sounds fantastic. I mean, in all honesty. Uh probably going to disagree with me on this one but i think it sounds a lot more fun than streets of rage that's the thing is streets of rage i would enjoy playing it through beginning to end uh with uh cloud based prime i did not enjoy the first two levels and i also did not enjoy the score attack the score attack is kind of boring uh in my opinion and uh it gets well it gets better after that i mean the levels are not terribly long uh so it is like a few hours i would say this game is uh it took me but uh yeah it's uh i mean for me i would say it's stuck between highly enjoyable and then a low good time because i i did i was charmed by it but it there are some issues i i feel it has uh especially the, the you know there there's some things with uh i mean some of its novelty wears off by the end but I, I was still enjoying it just as it is uh i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a low good time because i i did have a great good time even though it out of all the indie games i won't say i'll say this is not one of the best indies i've played this year one of the best games i've played this year there's definitely things holding it back for me but I've, I see a lot of creativity going on here. And, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of shooters like this. It is a pretty it is a pretty anomaly type of game, It uh, Cloud-Based Prime is. So, I'll, I'll say, you know, if you've seen the screenshots and trailers, and if it's something for you, it probably is. And if it's not, then, yeah, this isn't going to... This uh, this isn't going to turn anything around. So, uh, that's Cloud-Based Prime uh, for me. So, that leads us to the news, which we'll be talking about just a couple things. And just to get these two out of the way, so, uh, early on, we are like, uh, when, uh, 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 The Last of Us Part 2 
when originally was delayed indefinitely, when all these other games were delayed indefinitely, there was that thought of, well, you know what? There's going to be that period where there's not a lot of games coming out anymore. And that, of course, was proven false. It's just that things need to be delayed. People need more time. Uh, I mean, especially with COVID-19 and people having to work from home, that does create a different environment. But that does bring the question to games that we don't even have reveal trailers or information about. And that are still saying, we're coming out in 2020. And there are two big franchises that have said that. And that is Call of Duty and Tony Hawk. Which, familiar with any of those series? Ghost, Black Ops 1. Um, I do have World War 2. haven't really started the campaign. But uh, as far as playing the multiplayer goes, I am familiar with it. I've tried to get good at it, and I suck. But, you know, yes, I, I, I am familiar with it. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll say, same with me. There, Every now and then there's a Call of Duty game that's caught my interest that's really surprised me. And uh, the last being, well, Modern Warfare, which uh, came out last year. Uh, that really kind of brought the series back to its uh, roots, uh, kind of pretty much brought that vision of trying to have that realistic warfare the original modern warfare series is trying to do kind of even closer uh, there's a lot of amazing things they do with the sound design and even some of the some of the even technical changes like you know uh creaking through a door or hearing footsteps uh, and everything like it's they, they've added a bit of a tactical uh element to this game that is uh awesome and uh the story sucks, but the camp, the gameplay campaign missions are great, and the multiplayer. I'm not one of those people about get good or anything. I just enjoy the multiplayer because I thought it was fun, and they just keep expanding on it. But there are some, yeah. The, yeah. the thing with Call of Duty, I mean, their campaigns are just glorified tutorials. You know, that, that that's really what they are. Occasionally, Only, yeah, or what? Yeah. Go ahead, no, you go ahead. Uh, well, occasionally I thought that they they would have somewhat of an interesting story, and uh, Advanced Warfare was something where I, I was, even though the story wasn't like amazing or anything, I was still, I was still captivated at least because of uh, the unique performances, and yeah, one of them is. Kevin Spacey, which we now know as a, a yeah, uh, well, you know, but I just, yeah. Vecta kind of adds to this character playing the villain, so, I mean, you can kind of say I that's a... Enjoy that. I, I'll, I'll say that I did enjoy that campaign because of Kevin Spacey, um, if it was else, I probably I, um, I try to distance myself from people like that, but as far as the character played him and things like that uh, you know, i um it actually however there is a christopher maloney i was in okay so uh I, I like i like when they get a known a known actor involved in uh, main vibes level of authenticity yeah I, I feel yeah so with uh i mean i i, I but i i had a lot of fun with uh my warfare now the only thing is Modern Warfare is currently the game with the biggest install base. So it's right, right, right now it is like gearing towards 200 uh, gigabytes on your PS4, which is a lot. It is unnecessary. It, it's 
Well, I, I mean, no, I, I do, for full disclosure, I do get review copies from Activision. I always am very grateful for that. Uh, they've given me quite a bit of support, and uh, I do enjoy the games that they've given me. I mean, besides this, there was uh, Crash Team Racing, and I, I enjoyed that too. And, uh, that actually yeah. looks like a lot of fun. I mean, I, I did enjoy the uh, Crash Bandicoot trilogy that got re on the... Uh, well, I waited a while for this, but um, Spyro's pretty good, too. Um, I don't like... The only thing I don't like about Spyro is... Um, and I, I did this test when I when I first got it. Um, I put my Switch in airplane mode. Exactly how much of Spyro was actually on the cartridge. So, you know, I can confirm that all three games are on the cards. Comes to certain, I don't think either of those games without downloading it back. Possible. That's yeah. That's the only thing I don't yeah. like about it. But it is enjoyable. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, that's, that's the thing is uh, the the install bases, they, they, there is some, they need to figure out a way about, I mean, I, I, it's not even just them. There's, there's plenty of games coming out with large install requirements and, there is like a way to compress and uh, I'm not saying like, man, you just didn't feel like, no, I, I think that, I think that studios are actively trying to, uh, trying to find a way around and trying to find a way to compress, uh, you know, memory. And I think they're just just still working on it, but uh, hopefully with this new generation around, maybe things will change. But anyway, uh, back to... Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But anyway, back to Activision. They've confirmed that, yes, there will be a new Call of Duty game this year, despite that there's been nothing said about it uh, right now. And... Yeah, if you want to go behind the scenes, uh, there has been a fallout with... Uh, so, Activision, the way that they're able to pull off a new Call of Duty game every year is basically they have had multiple teams work on their own Call of Duty game. You have Infinity Ward, uh, which, you know, they've done Modern Warfare, and, you know, Modern Warfare, Ghosts, uh, Infinity Warfare, uh, yeah, I think that those... Uh, Treyarch, Black Ops, World at War... Uh, all that. What what else? Oh yeah, and then Sledgehammer was the one who brought uh, Advanced Warfare and World War Two. But the leader of Sledgehammer left over creative differences, and there was some little back and forth uh, going on between two studios trying to get a, like a new Call of Duty game made uh, in time. So we don't know what's going on behind the scenes regarding Call of Duty. For all I know, things might be good. Again, I don't want to put that out there, and I'm not saying it because I get review copies. I'm saying that because I don't. I'm I'm not one of those super cynical th- people who likes to think the worst. But it's it's a thing where okay, we just have to see. But I think with people working well, from home, I I would be honest with you, and I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of you a little bit. You know, the the, the reality is there's no excuse for any of these games to get delayed. Um, I understand that the climate of the world is in a spot where we have to careful. But a lot of indie devs, if not a majority of these, they work remotely. They get games done. And um, you know, if, if, if these small teams are getting games done, then obviously a AAA studio with dollars can afford to provide a efficient environment for their 
have to work. That's just the way I see it. Well, actually, I'm not on that camp of they need to release the game this year. I'm saying that, you know, if there's trouble going on behind the scenes, and maybe it's best to hold off on that. Especially that Modern Warfare just keeps continuing to rise in success. Like, I think when they released their Battle Royale mode, that got a, like a record-breaking number of uh, players on it. I, there are so many people playing Modern Warfare. It's almost like, okay, well, I mean, that's there's not really a reason to worry about a new Call of Duty game this exactly. year when you're exactly. But if you're if you're going to um, say a new game is coming, then that game it is it is expected at that point that a game is coming. Well, you never know because last minute there could be delays, and I, part of me is saying that it's going to happen, and that's because they have said in a in a uh, interview a while back that the next Call of Duty game won't be as big. They're they're not expecting it to be anywhere as big of a success as Modern Warfare. So I I mean, part of me is saying maybe this is a smaller game than whatever this game, Untitled Call of Duty game, is going to be a small smaller title than uh, Modern Warfare because uh, they they put they threw so much money in Modern Warfare, uh, it, it's crazy. Like I mean, oh, it is it is one of the best looking games of this generation, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I, I, there's not really anything going there really to be said uh so it's like okay i i don't really have a reason to get excited but i'm not gonna be like okay it's not happening no if you got a project going on it's just being worked on behind the scenes eventually it'll come but whether or not be this year that remains to be seen uh because all the games that are are releasing this year they've I mean, they've been in development for so long. They've had they've they've had basically uh, been through this, these development changes of uh, you know working from home, and also they're I think they're already done. Like uh, Last of Us Part Two went gold. I think uh, or uh, Ghost of Tsushima is gonna go gold and Cyberpunk. Uh, so if you don't even have any details about your new Call of Duty game, then chances are the game is still off from either the game is still off from uh, you know from that stage or it's just been hidden in the back and they're just not sure when it's time to announce it yet but when it's announced then okay uh see what what happens of it it's probably treyarch working on it i bet because from what i know sledgehammer is I can see that. Yeah, uh, Sledgehammer is now not not one of their big focuses anymore. But we'll see. And, I mean, the same could be said for the new Tony Hawk game, which we have not heard of a new Tony Hawk game in so long. The last Tony Hawk game that came out, I heard sucked completely. But uh, that was... Or uh, uh, Tony Hawk himself actually came out and said, yeah, he just didn't have a good relationship with... Uh, original publisher and he's doing that was it the uh that was the skateboarding one with motion controls and then they ended up releasing a hd release that kind of combined courses and tracks from xbox 3 no it was it, it was it was actually or wait you were gonna they did do a remaster yeah there was a digital only remaster um about two gens ago i'm gonna okay go over in playstation 4 so last gen like really late 
last gen. I ended up downloading it because I've never played the Tolan. It was pretty good. I think it was the one that it was one where you could put in a code and you could play a Spider-Man. Hmm. Remember, you remember that? Yeah, I I I think I do because I I it's been a while since I played a Tony Hawk game, but I played one. I right. played the ones on the N64 and uh, PS2 or GameCube. I actually have uh, Tony. I think it's either Tony Hawk's American Wasteland or Tony Hawk's Underground on the GameCube. That you know, I'll I'll uh, you know play and do a little throwback review leading up to this game if it's coming but again that goes back to call of duty we we have no info on it or or what's exactly. going on uh so uh, but the one of the skateboarders said yeah tony hawk he's been uh i mean we could believe that he was going to work on a new tony hawk game after getting the license away from his original publisher he had a deal with and uh th- that that fell through after tony hawk pro skater 5 that was the one where that, that came out buggy broken and uh tony hawk is like yeah this is not this is not what i want to do for my games so hopefully this new plan of his is working out and wh- whenever this game comes out i'd don't know if it's this year again we don't know uh but tony hawk has had such a influence on you know just sort of that uh a a form of sports that there's actually two skateboarding games coming out this year i don't know if you know this but two indie developers or at least uh higher tiered indie developers one of them uh, i kind of have or i i uh know she's a really sweet lady uh megan fox she uh not not the not the actress from uh, transformers 2 it's a it's a well-known indie developer who uh she's pretty much been known for now skatebird which is a uh it's a skating sim where you're skating as like a bird and it's a small small cute customizable bird inside of a bigger place or you're kind of you're you know you're skateboarding on a kitchen or you're skateboarding on an office chair or anything like it's it's like uh you know the world is bigger than you uh it's got a really i played the demos of it and it it looks really promising and it's coming out uh this summer uh doesn't i don't know the complete date for it yet but it's coming out this summer for the switch and uh the ps4 uh and I, well i think the ps4 but i know the switch and pc so uh, and then skater xl which is another skate game that's coming they actually they had the release day of july uh and that's coming out on ps4 and switch and pc and i would believe xbox one as well so i think the skate the skateboarding sims they're still gonna go strong in some way uh, just like any genre, there's always going to be an indie developer that wants to keep this uh, type of game alive. Uh, and right. I'm, you know, I I wish the best for Tony Hawk, and uh, also the same with these two indie studios that got their own skateboarding games about to release. So we'll we'll yeah, see. You don't, really, you don't necessarily want to see a game fail either. No, no. I, I would hope that they do well. Yeah, but again, we have no we have no info on either of these two games that are. Suppose I'm, I'm not saying Skater XL or Escaper. I'm talking about Call of Duty and next Tony Hawk game. Those games we have no info on. So I I just don't really have a. I can't get like super hyped and excited because again, just not having anything to know about it. It's like okay, well, is it releasing this year? It could be, and I'm I would not be going like oh man, I was completely shocked. No, they 
say that hey it's gonna release we know it's gonna release this year and they don't you know everybody is healthy uh when working on this game then you know that's that's great but we'll see again we we don't know it's just that i i just i can't really go by anything when it's there hasn't really been anything out of it regarding these games yet but yeah that would be exciting because i would like to return to tony hawk pro skater if that's what the new game will be i don't even know what it would be called but well the tentative name for it right now is actually called tony hawk pro skater Um, okay and and apparently it's supposed to um it well the tentative name is tony hawk's pro skater 6 and it's supposed to uh, um come out this year but given the climate of uh, the way things are currently um I would imagine that it would be at least moving slowly. Okay, yeah, because I would say, like, games are still far out in development. I I mean, yeah, those are ones I'm just not sure 2020, but that's where, like, all these other, all these games that have confirmed release dates for the summer, uh, yeah, those games, they've been in development for a while, they've reached their end, but... These two, we don't know. They could have reached their end for all we know. They they, they probably right. might they might have been working behind the scenes and we just we do not know. They might be eighty percent done. But again, saying we're coming out this year and not showing anything, I'm just I'm I'm like, okay, I'll wait. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna be that cynical guy saying, Oh yeah, you're not it's you're never gonna come out. No, I believe you. I just I don't have anything. I I don't know what to say. So Yeah. So that leads us to our last thing, which is uh The Last of Us Part Two, which uh just released its gameplay trailer. No, its story trailer today, I believe. Today or yes yeah, today. So they released the story trailer very soon after a lot of things have been going on. You know, rumors uh, and allegations of abusive work uh, environments, staff members not getting paid, or some employees not getting enough pay. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of a lot of things that again we don't know. Uh, for all we know, this this could be disgruntled employees just saying things I don't know. But I'm just saying. These are reports that are out there. You know, stuff about... Um, which you said you talked to Naughty Dog, so maybe you have some more insight about no, any of this. I, I just reached out to them for a um, U-code, uh, mainly mainly because I want to shed some light on all the negativity. Um, having seen the leak, no, I don't one second that that's it at all. Yeah. I think there's yeah. more to it than what, what was leaked. There has to be. My, my concern with... And we're not going to talk about... Yeah, there are some story story spoilers right. that have been uh, leaked out. the The entire game, I, I believe, was leaked. We're not going to talk about the spoilers as as in the, what the context will be. Uh, I'm my fear is if everything plays out exactly like these leaks have said, and there isn't more to it. It is exactly the way it is. That, again, is just going back to the things I did not like about the Star Wars prequels. And again, I'm being very vague, so very out of context, because I don't want to spoil anything. But after reading it, I'm like, okay, I hope this doesn't happen. Uh, please. Uh, now, will I get the game at, at day one? You know, it's it's just such a juggle with all these summer games coming out. And, you know, hearing all this stuff that's happening about Night Dog, it just makes me... It doesn't make me feel like, man, I don't want to play this game. I don't want to buy it. Just it makes me feel like I want to wait till someone who's already who's gotten a review copy of the game 
can pretty much explain things. Uh, and that's where I'm kind of, you know, I'll jump to Ghost of Tsushima, but I always think about, uh, you know, The Last of Us Part 2, see how it's doing, because I've been a huge fan of Naughty Dog, but not to the point where I'm going to, all the all the talk about crunch and everything, I'm going to just look past that and go, hey, you, know, you guys need to calm down and just uh, get excited. I'm like, no. Uh, the- when, it com- when it comes to crunch, I don't mean to cut you off, but when it, yeah. when it comes to crunch, it really irritates me when these developers talk about how Know, bad they feel or oriented whatever the terms they want to crunch um when you be when you go to school to become a game developer or you are studying aspects of development and work in the game and you are you know automatically what you are signing up for and that one of those things is crunch when you're when you're in game development school when you're going to classes you're crunching there, there is no there is no two ways about it um I went to the University of Advancing Technology, and it's it's a decent school. I mean, the career services I could care less about, um, but you know, school in general, programs they have. I mean, they're all designed mirror what it is the world. So there there is a bit of crunch, and you know, when you're an inspiring developer, whether you're starting out indie, going you know double A, triple A, it doesn't matter. The higher you get in the chain the more crunch you're going to experience. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. And unfortunately, when you're working on a game like, let's say, Last of Us 2, it's a high-profile game. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, a high-profile game will require crunch, especially when it's getting closer to that release. I don't feel sorry for any anyone that's complaining about crunch. But at the same time, if they're not being paid their overtime, that's a whole nother issue. They need, they need to keep that privately you know, contained as possible, navigate the situation accordingly uh if the leaks were back art by a employee then um they're not just they're not doing anything but damaging the people that worked on the game because uh with, with all triple a titles um there's performance bonuses so if if a group of people is gonna say well i'm not gonna play the game merely because i already know 50 percent of the story or 60 percent of the story the people who worked on that game who are expecting performance bonuses will not receive you know, what they're expecting because the sales are just not going to be in the way that they were originally intended to be. So I, I the whole situation is, oh, I shouldn't use coarse language. I'll just say it's all messed up Okay. for everybody involved, yeah. So, but what I'll have to say is, uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a ton of studios. I have to keep in mind, yeah, I love Uncharted 4, but yeah, they're... And probably the other Uncharted games, they've been, you know, in, in crunch days too. But then there's stories coming out with, like, say, Insomniac Games saying that they they do not crunch their employees. Uh, and they've That's worked awesome. on games like Spider-Man and, uh, like, they've had a, they've had a healthy working environment. Now, uh, Borderlands... Uh, Borderlands, uh, the Borderlands developers also said, uh, we don't crunch our employees. Uh, they've worked just a 40 hour week, uh, work on Borderlands three, but there is the thing that, you know, after the game came out, they did not receive a, uh, bonus and that i don't know if that thing is still going on through gearbox I but I haven't, I haven't looked into it either, but I mean, anytime you're supposed to receive a bonus, um, or you're told you're going to receive a bonus or a, Especially if it's in your don't receive, that's a 
problem. You know, there are studios out there that believe in work-life balance of them, um, but you know, you can't tell me that there's no crunch even with a even with companies. Well, uh, I'll I'll say there's no life balance. I'll I'll say there's no working a hundred hours and not being able to see your family level of crunch like that. That's that's uh, the that's, yeah. That's yeah, I, I, I can see that. But for me personally, um, you know, not not to go off on a tangent, but there was a, a situation that I was involved in. I'm not going to say who it was because that person would not want me to say names ever. But there was a situation where I was told, um, I'm going to get into the industry and you're going to work more than 8, 60 hours a week. Don't bother talking to me. That That's just the gist of it. And I and I turned around and I said, "Well, the door's that way." Um, so from you know, because video games to me are important, and I I always tell like when I interviewed with Deep Silver Volition and I interviewed with Nintendo, and they they said, "Well, we believe in work life balance. You won't work over sixty hours a week, you know, things like that." I said, "Well, listen, I'm the guy that's going to work two hundred hours a week if I have to because I simply love what I do and I moment." And, you know, when it, when it comes to crunch, I, I find it hard to believe that even studio that's like, you won't work over 40 hours a week when they're, when they're faced with a deadline um, that has to get met in order to get performance bonuses, um, that there is not even a little bit of crunch. I, I, I would, it, it would be, I, it would be hard pressed to find a studio that does not have a form of crunch. even if it's, I can understand a hundred hours not being done, but Anything over forty hours is crunch, um, and that's it's expected, especially when you're working with a high-profile game. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a mystery that will probably because there there's no no because I mean you you say that, but there's still plenty of studios saying no, we don't we don't do that level of uh, and, and I mean I I would believe it because it's it really depends on uh, a lot of it depends on project management a lot of it depends on That's projects uh, on you know what what the what the project manager is saying you know how we're going to get through this part of the game and th that part of the game and not not everybody you know thinks like naughty dog uh i mean if all these things are true or like rockstar uh i mean you know studios are different they have different mindsets and ambitions for right. what they want to do but yeah yeah i don't know that that's exactly every big triple a studio out there but no i don't i don't i don't think so either i just i think in the context of saying we don't do crunch i think that's just i think they're misinterpreting the question that's being asked to them for me anything over 40 hours is crunch Okay. Hour. Okay. All right. You know, so you know, but if but if you're talking a hundred hours, I, there's no way studios that I interviewed with, they didn't, they don't do a hundred. Okay. That much I can okay. tell. You. Yeah. Okay. So that that's. Okay. So I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah. I, well, I mean, there 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 there's some other things like okay, we're not gonna have you work a hundred hours, but we're gonna I think we're gonna we're gonna put all this workload, and then there's a deadline that you gotta get that. So. You know, we're saying you don't have to work that many hours. We're kind of putting that sort of pressure on you to work that many hours. But I, again, there, there is, there's so much information going back and forth, and I mean, a lot of da it's a lot of damage. It, it, it is, and I'm, I kind of come to this, this point where it's like, 
Because I, I did. I avoided uh, I avoided Red Dead Redemption Two because you know stories that have been going on behind the scenes. Not just not just like crunch, but there's even like people saying they've been sexually harassed. Uh, uh, and yeah, so I only have Red Dead. <laughs> yeah, you know, no. At that, but I haven't sat there and tried to install it and play it or anything. So, but I mean, I. I also totally get that, you know, you as a gamer, it's not your, it's not your responsibility to, I mean, really, I mean, to, to really put that into your decision to playing a game. Uh, I mean, there's, there are people who are heavily political and the, uh, there was like a YouTuber who said, yeah, if you don't care, you just, you'll, all you cared about is just making sure you're enjoying the uh, game then you know you're a piece of crud and i'm like no some people they just don't really insert politics into their entertainment and they're not they don't have to that's not it doesn't make them gamers main function is like you know honestly it's i mean yeah you could we can make arguments about microtransactions but regarding a game or movie tied to you know some some drama that's gone in the back like uh, I mean, there have been cult classic movies that have had harsh uh, working conditions that people probably have not even, like, have, have probably overlooked. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, The Shining is a classic, and do you, do you know what happened to the uh, actress who plays uh, the, the main... I forgot her name, but she she's, like, gone insane and lost it uh, because of... What, uh, I actually what, bought that movie on Voodoo and have not watched it. But no, it's a good, it, it's an entertaining film. But again, that that's it's just it, it's going to be an interesting subject because going back to only the the film show I do the shows I do one of the or uh, next week I'm going to be talking about uh, 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 William Castle's classics and one of them is. Uh, film called rosemary's baby that was directed by uh, roman plansky and if you don't know anything about him he's a director who's been a convicted child rapist right right so yeah, that i know of. that is i mean i i saw the movie and i'm gonna sh- I'm save all my thoughts on that but it's like you know i i had to test myself to kind of bring this question of uh do i can i separate the the people behind the art from the art that's going to be an interesting you know result to see how many people do uh i mean according to he the the trailer for uh the last of us part two apparently not there are a lot of dislikes but we don't know i mean again there is still a good portion of people who don't even care about that and they will still buy the game we don't know. We we do not know how the sales will be for this. But uh, I'm the the reason why I'm I'm not like going on droves over The Last of Us Two is just I'm I kind of wanted to see you know how reviewers go. If, you know people say hey you know what no there's more to it. The this is great. Uh, yeah. You you can't trust a review at this. Point. So I I would say if you're interested in playing it, go play it. Yeah. The only reason yeah. why is because a lot of these uh, people are going to review it are going to have such a bias um yeah of the game yeah. based on what they've already seen um i i know a few people who are like well i'm just not by the game now story is trash and you know we're not talking about spoilers obviously but i can tell you right now th- the whole game was not it, it's um key plot points were but i don't think that what was leaked 
actually it, it doesn't add up okay it, it, for me per, for me personally i would say experience the title from beginning to end itself. obviously there may be things that you've already you know you've seen the spoilers and you play the game and you those things okay fair game say what you need but i'm 100 percent certain that there are in that don't add up and you simply have to play all right well i mean we'll find out popular opinion but it's an unpopular opinion but i mean it it is what it is well we'll find out we'll see it it comes out a couple months so that there you have it that is all that we have for the show today uh and uh you know thanks for coming on and saving this from having to be canceled uh uh, carl and uh yeah much for having me yeah, so hopefully, hopefully that'll be something you want to come back to next week because that that's that's the thing. Next week I uh, will have Patrick back, thankfully, uh, and maybe they'll have both you two back, and uh, uh, we'll be talking about uh, Microsoft's. So Microsoft is doing a uh, big presentation tomorrow, and we'll talk about it. Like we'll have some we'll have some like gathered thoughts uh, later on, talking about it on Wednesday. Uh, along, you know, the Scooby-Doo movies coming out, uh, the Friday. So I thought, Hey, you want, I got a Scooby-Doo game on the GameCube. So I'm going to review that. And, uh, there'll also be another indie game review, uh, next week, which I'll, I'll talk about the indie game as when we get close to it. And, uh, I'll have another gaming show on Friday with Brett. So that'll be something interesting. And then of course, uh, the Ridey Pond on Saturday and, you know, Goes all the way back uh, to next week. So uh, we'll just say goodbye. But first, how you reach us? Well, you can find me on pondspress.wordpress.com, philox76 at gmail.com, philk76 at gmail.com, pondspress Facebook, pondspress Instagram, and at chasepond64. Now, uh, what about you, Carl? Uh, You can follow me on YouTube uh, at callrocco. That's basically. my uh, username there. Uh, I basically cover the, uh, you know, I do news roundups uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I have a a series that I do um, on there as well called Delayed Gamer, where I play games from my back catalog that I've never played or simply haven't played in a while. You can also follow me on uh, Twitter at AROC underscore 82, as well as Twitch, where I do live playthrough series every Saturday, Sunday um, at Carl Rock, Carl underscore Rocco. Okay, uh, where do they find? Oh, well, I guess you don't have information about the indie game part yet. Uh, you talking about as far as uh, the indie game that I'm working on? Yeah, like where is there like a link to following the developments? On oh that? no, um, honestly, uh, I'm under NDA, and when the demo is ready to be released, um, I will certainly provide all that information, but. I was instructed. No, no, that's okay. We're not getting you in trouble. Anyway, we'll just yep. end it. We'll end it right here before uh, he gets a call. But uh, all right. So <laughs> until next time, see ya.